Welcome to the second episode of Cock Blocked by Corona, the podcast, when you're ready to date but have to isolate. If you're joining us for the first time, please go back and listen to episode one, The Danger Zone. You do not want to miss out on our hilarious premiere episode filled with lots of key background information and much, much candour. I'm Hannah Fredrickson and I'm joined by Lauren McKenna. Hello. As we help our newly single best friend, Kate Foster. Hi, guys as she navigates the dating world with the added challenge of COVID-19. We are recording remotely from the safety of our Melbourne homes as we explore Kate's doozy dating history and how the world of romance is doing an almighty pandemic pivot. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi, Anne. How's your week been? <laughs> Great. I think we were saying this in our group text that we have we're starting to acclimatise a little bit. Yeah, it feels a bit more like the new normal, I think. Exactly. I've never watched so much TV as what I have in the last couple of weeks. Hot damn, <laughs> I've really caught up. Did you finish Tiger King? I finished Tiger King. It was insane. And then I finished Unorthodox, also amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. I'm loving that. Brilliant. I've actually really enjoyed this time to sort of rest and recover from such a busy time. I think we don't give ourselves enough time to relax sometimes and and being heavily pregnant I think it is actually a good time so I'm trying to see the silver linings and um actually I did want to share that Bubby was actually the size of an eggplant last week in our launch week so I'm thrilled that my unborn child already understands the importance of branding for the podcast. <laughs> yes <laughs> that is your baby through and through and speaking of branding, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we are on Instagram at cblockedpodcast or our email is cblockedpodcast at gmail.com because we've had lots of people get in touch this week. It's been quite an amazing week of responding to our first episode, hasn't it? We have been genuinely overwhelmed. Like I think when we were recording our first episode, we just thought this will just be a lovely thing for us to do because we like spending time together. And also, you know, it'll be great if our mums listen and maybe they tell one friend. And then um, we've been really overwhelmed and lots of people have been getting in touch saying how um, hooked they are and asking for this second episode. So um, thank you to everybody who's tuned in so far. People have been saying that they're feeling the podcast on a spiritual level, which I think is amazing. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people have been blocked in some way in their dating life um, and lots of listeners are adopting the word pivot into their vocabularies. It is the word for 2020. I'm glad that everybody has felt this on a spiritual level because you girls will know I was a little worried that everybody would think I was, uh, to put it bluntly, fucked in the head. <laughs> I mean, my mum did say why are you like this? Are other people like this? And I said, well, clearly, mum, that's been the feedback. So I'm not alone in my dating dilemmas. Definitely not alone. There are so many people out there that have got, you know, a Balinese necklace, printed tea, frosted tips, um, ex-boyfriend in the closet. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there. We are very surprised because we have uh, this morning discovered that we are currently in the top 10 in relationship podcast on the Apple charts. We don't know how this has Amazing. happened. Amazing. <laughs> we're not really sure how that happened. We're clearly just winging it, but we're thrilled with this result. <laughs> That's very true. Let's get up to the top. Get us there, guys. Share it far and wide. Yes, please rate, subscribe, review. So in last week's episode, we covered some of Kate's very early dating dabbles in very intimate detail, and we will be continuing this trajectory by giving you some more background on our fave gals dating history. But Katie, since this is your lived experience, we're going to hand it over to you. Just when you thought it couldn't get worse. 
it gets worse. (laughs) (laughs) So we're throwing it back today. We're throwing it way back um, to when I spent three months on Lord Howe Island. I went there and lived and worked and ate a lot, guys. I really was appreciative. I lived in like a... Not a hostel, but it was sort of between a hostel and the and the upmarket um, resorts. And I used to just love eating full buffet breakfasts every morning. Who doesn't? I loved it. I went with my little like size six Supre green mini skirt and I left with that green mini Long skirt. Long green mini. <laughs> but it was like a belt by the time I left, bless. Was it stretchy fabric? Was it like a tube skirt? It was a tube. It was like a tube denim, but it had the frayed oh, edge. I thought it was denim. I had in my yeah. he- head that it was denim. Green mini. I bought it for a swimming carnival. Was it fluoro green? It was fluoro green. So you've gone to Lord Howe Island mm. when? This is before we met you. This is before you guys met me. This was after school. So this was the year after year 12 I went. And gap I was year. still, my gap year, and Lord Howe Island, it's actually stunning. Uh, <laughs> and... I was very innocent. So I have to reiterate, at this point, and I still have never done drugs in my life, but I still really didn't think that people did drugs or, you know, none of my friendship group did any of that. We were such big nerd burgers. So I went to Lord Howe Island and it was just wild, wild. There were people doing magic mushrooms and getting drunk every night and partying on. I ate a lot of cheesecake. I didn't do any magic mushrooms or drink a whole lot of alcohol. But I met um, the fish man, we will call him. Another older man. And he was the local fisherman. He took people out on tours. And he lived, because he was a Lord Howe Island local. So he lived on the same block of land with his parents. And... The girls don't know this story, by the way, so here we go. Uh, So I met him and he took me on a date and that was actually quite nice, guys. So he did bring a bit of romance. We had homemade pizzas. Were his mum and dad there? His mum did come up and say hello, actually. She popped in. She popped in with a friend, yeah. Um, (laughs) With a friend. Popped in with a friend. And I lived with two gay guys at the time who were hilarious and they used to call him the fish man. They said he always smells like fish. They were so extra. And he did, bless him. Anyway, he started the date and he wanted to show me his crop, as he kept calling it. And I was having a mild conniption because I thought, oh, God, oh, God, he grows drugs. I'm not going to be able to deal with this. He wants to show me his crop. How do I pretend that this is cool? I definitely don't think this is cool. So he took me out the back of his house to his um, little greenhouse to show me his crop. And he grew orchids. As a hobby. Bless him. Oh, cute. I love an orchid. Lol loves that. You finally got a piece of romance, lol. I love it. I'm liking the fishman. I didn't mind him. He was cute. He was a lot shorter than me, like a lot shorter than me. That we, I always had to be Big Spoon. Nothing wrong with that. I had to be Big Spoon. <laughs> I did. Guys, I love being Big Spoon. Me too. Yeah, but I was the extra Big Spoon. <laughs> How much shorter are we talking? Like maybe he was only up to my chest and I'm only five, six. Okay. So, I mean, no judgment, just not used to that. But that's cool. That's cool. Different, different. Could be a convenient height for some 
things. Motorboating, for example. <laughs> Motorboating. When we went snorkeling and with the reef sharks and I thought maybe they'll take him first because I'm a bigger <gasps> target. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a great way to choose who you date, Kate. Exactly. If you're swimming, like, yeah. If who you're swimming with first? the sharks, who would they take first? Probably him. So... I ended up, I, you know, started staying at his house and I would go home through the cow fields. Like, you didn't, there was no crime on Lord Howe Island. So, I would just skip home through the cow fields. I lost my underwear once and so I was just skipping home with my now green mini that was the size of a belt, <laughs> barefoot with no undies. And his mum found my undies and she washed them and she folded them for me and left them. Bless. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Thanks, fish mum. So, look, all over, he was a great experience and I was quite in love with him, but then I had to leave Lord Howe Island. My mum actually booked me a flight and was like, we've got to get her out of there because she's, I feel like she's just getting a little too comfortable and has, you know, outgrown all of her clothes because I was really eating about three buffet breakfasts a day and smashing that cheesecake, loving my life. You go, girl. I was. I was loving my life. You smashed that. Loving my life. So I left him and I wrote him a really nice love note before I left, but I've never seen him again. Wow. The only thing I've ever heard about the fish man, which you have neglected <laughs> to include, and I don't know if that's a choice or have you forgotten, no matter how much you felt around down there, you only ever found one ball. <laughs> fine but he didn't mention it and you were you were always feeling around looking I could never work out if there was one or two testicles and I don't and I don't know why I just didn't have a good look I think I was too scared you know what I mean and you don't want to make it noticeable in case there is just one if it was you now you'd just ask I'd just say look what you packing down there and that's all right <laughs> yeah I can't believe you forgot that, Kate. Like, of all the things. I still wonder if there's one or two. Which is fine, but I just love the idea of you, like, feeling around down there and just being like, one. <laughs> is one, it one? one is two, it two? One. Is it one, one, two, one, two. I could never figure it out and it will always be a mystery. And maybe if he listens to this, you could write in and just let us know, is it one or two balls? All you have to just write in is just a number. That's all we need. We just need closure on this. Just a number. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, lol. It's like we get... We just get an Instagram DM from the <laughs> underscore fish underscore man and he's like, two. We get a DM from Tourism Lord Howe Island. Just one or two. <laughs> Do you still have Green Mini? No, I threw it out and I wish I'd kept it because it was oh, actually iconic. In Wagga it was iconic. People knew me out at the pub as Green Mini. <laughs> if any of your men, your, your ex-men are doing a... <laughs> X-Men, like the, the <laughs> franchise. If any of your exes are doing a podcast about you, your nickname would be Green Mini. It absolutely would. That's your code name. After this podcast, it might be you heinous bitch, but... <laughs> <laughs> never, never, never. People love you, Katie. Actually, we had one listener, um, one listener review our podcast, please review, saying Kate for The Bachelorette 2021. We have spoken to you about this in the past, Kate. I think <laughs> that I would be ridiculous. <laughs> I would be ridiculous. I'd probably do it now for, for a laugh. You would make such good television. Channel 10, if you're listening, call her. So you've left the fishman on Lord Howe Island. You've flown away. You've gotten on with your life. You've put away Green Mini. And now you're at uni studying music theatre with us where you meet... 
Cuban heel. <laughs> we laugh because we all know him. This code name <laughs> makes me laugh so much. If you knew him, you'd understand and probably people will understand. And he will also understand if he listens to this. Cuban heel. So... I should say, if we go back to last week's podcast, I met Cuban Hill when I was still with Fat Toby and there was no crossover because I, you know, I'd already done that once before and found that that was a bad, very bad thing. Don't cheat people. It's an awful thing to do. And I, for the rest of my life, will always make sure that I never do anything like that. Preach. Lesson learnt. Shitty, shitty thing to do. So... I had met Cuban Heel and we became quite good friends and I broke up with Fat Toby. That relationship was well past its use-by date anyway. Like, that was, that was going down. And Cuban Heel and I started to secretly have a bit of a thing. I love that you say you had secretly had a thing, but I would sit next to you in that Centre for Ideas class and you would be, like, <laughs> groping each other under the table. And I was like, is this what happens at Unibat there? 17-year-old Han. <laughs> we thought we were being really secret about it. We weren't. We weren't. You guys were paired together for a lot of assignments as well. <laughs> yeah, and, like, this is for anyone who's um, who's listening to this who's done a, um, a performance degree. And, like, we were doing a class on actioning and Kate and... <laughs> Bleep it out. Bleep it out, Carl. <laughs> oh, my God. Bleep that out. Kate and Cuban Hill were doing – were paired together for this action exercise where they had to do – their action was flirt and they had to say the word as well as doing, you know, like insinuating that sort of action. Um, and they were like – effectively, it was just like <laughs> watching softcore porn. And the class, they were like going like, I flirt with you, I flirt with you, I flirt with you. And I was so oblivious. I was just going, oh, they've got really good chemistry as actors. <laughs> it was like – it ended up being like that – Kath and Kim scene where uh, Kel is on the dance floor and he just gets on top of Kath and tap dances on top of her because he's got his mojo back. That's pretty much what it was like. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, look, the story with him is it got very intense very fast and he is a bit of a shady dude in that he had a girlfriend. <laughs> Look at Lol's face. She's like, oh, we're going there. We're going there. Yes, we are. We're going S- there. Suck it, Cuban heel. Look, you you got to... <laughs> All the girls are like, no. He had a girlfriend who he said he was in an open relationship with or they'd broken up. She was overseas for the year. Uh, apparently, she didn't know about that. And she had to come back early for... unforeseen circumstances at this point we were in a full-on relationship almost everybody knew at uni and she came back early and he brought her to our performances and then he ended up staying with her because he said I'm I feel too guilty I have to stay with her and five months later he broke up with her or I think she broke up with him and he came back and said I'm completely in love with you I want to be with you and by then I'd moved on And it was too late. Too late. Very tricky situation. Too many wrong choices to kind of see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, too, you know, I did go to his house once. He cooked me dinner. That's the nice part of the story. The not so nice part of the story is I got there. 
And I mean, he was watching on his big full-length flat screen just a video of himself um, in the amateur production from his hometown of <laughs> a music theatre show. I said, are you watching yourself on, on flat screen TV on a Friday night? And he goes, yes, it's how I learn. <laughs> <laughs> But all jokes aside, it is important to note here that this was a massive heartbreak for you, Katie. It was a heartbreak. I think it contributed, again, to your feelings probably about yourself and your feelings about men, which kind of didn't help us along our path. No. um, Leads us to fellow bachelors like the ones that we are about to (laughs) introduce you to. These two kind of go together, do they not? They do. So we're skipping forward a bit. We'll... You know, at a later date, we'll go back and give some special mentions to some other great doozies that I've had in my life. Um, But this is kind of leading up these two to what I would call my impending nervous breakdown that I (laughs) I had. That I had. Buckle up. So these are quite recent. So let me set the scene for you. I had not had, again, I don't know why I'm history repeating myself because I'm going through this at the moment, had not had the touch of a man for 10 months Uh, and I started having a couple of dates with this guy who we will call Scottish Highlander. He dropped into my DMs (laughs) and he seemed nice and normal and we went on a few dates and eventually I thought, that's it, I'm going to do the deed. It's been 10 months. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to go and get (laughs) lasered, exfoliated, fake tanned, all of the biz. She's ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock this guy's world. (laughs) (laughs) And we did it. It was bloody woeful. Like, just... God... Awful. Oh, this is the worst when it's like the biggest build up and you think, oh, we've got such great chemistry, it's going to be amazing. And then it was honest to God horrific. So he started, it's like his foreplay was was like a 15-year-old boy trying to wrestle with you. Do you know what I mean by that? No, what do you mean? Like, don't, you know, like, I don't want to be put in a headlock. That's not going to get me in the mood. (laughs) Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? (laughs) Hold up. What? Hold up. Yeah. No, it was like... What do you mean? Yeah, it was On the bed, like what? It was like this weird... (laughs) weird boy wrestling... Yes, he was quite rough. Now, look, I'm not adverse to a bit of rough play, okay? Cool, but just like a nice soft touch would be nice. I don't want to be like headlocked and like thrown around. He, I should also mention, he was like fucking seven foot tall. He was huge youngest. And huge <laughs> <laughs> youngest. <laughs> this is terrible. And so it was a little bit, it started off a little bit messy and rough. And. Then I had to fight with him about putting a condom on. Fight. He just, he did not, no. he did not oh. want to do it. Now, look, I cannot say that I've been maybe the most responsible about protection in the past. Actually, that's something I left out. I did actually think maybe I was having a fishman baby when I left Lord Howe Island because I was not on the pill and oh I um, did not wear a condom a couple of times and my very best friend Phil told me that he would help me raise that child as his own. Oh, <laughs> bless. Thanks, Phil. Turns out it was just a cheesecake baby. 
And we've all been there. We've all been there. I've finally decided to become responsible and I have to have this fight with him. He does it, finally. But not before he clearly, you know, his response was, well, I can't, I can't get it up without a condom. So I, being the good Samaritan that I am, give him a little bit of help in that department and then, you know, protection is on and we do the deed. And it goes, thank God for me, for about 2.5 seconds. Sure. And then we're done. And then he tries to headlock me again post-coitus. And I'm like, this is not, <laughs> just give me a moment to breathe. And I finally get out of there because he was like, stay, stay. And I just was like, oh, time's a ticking, got to go. Got a big day tomorrow. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Cannot stay any longer. That's all fine. We're done. I leave with like a massive bruise on my chest. He was just really fucking rough. And it was not sexy. Yeah. No. It was not no. sexy. No. No. No, no, no. Too no, much. No, no, no. That's a personal thing that can be negotiated between two people. It's a lot to do Absolutely. on a first time with somebody. And it's also like I can't think of anybody who post-sex <laughs> Wants to be headlocked when they're not in that space. And it's like, I I don't want to be head. I mean, headlock, what the, what? I know. (laughs) There's rough and there's like intense. And then there's just like, you're not in a football team. Like, I I don't understand. Just read the room, Highlander. Read the room, read the room. And do you know what? Some people actually said to me post that, they said, well, do you think maybe you could teach him? And I was like, guys, he's too far gone. (laughs) (laughs) Not my job. Yeah, not my job. Not my monkeys, not my circus. (laughs) 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 I love that. Oh, dear. Okay, so you leave him. You're like, thank God. Now, within two weeks, life turned on its head because the company that I'd worked for for five years and put my heart and soul into because it was a startup, built this company as my own, you know, with my fellow colleagues, It went under quite dramatically. They went bankrupt. There was all this shady dealings going on. So we literally turned up. The doors are closed. We're out of work. I turned 30 that week, you know, as if things aren't bad enough. I'm out of a job. I've turned 30. I've had one heinous sexual experience in 10 months. Oh, Katie. I know. I've hit rock bottom a few times. Oh, it's come back fighting, but... This was another rock bottom. And I have a really good friend. I won't give too much detail around him because he said, don't you dare, don't you dare. If you even <laughs> if you even say the first letter of my name, you're gone, you're gone. <laughs> but he's, a, he's still a great friend. And on, my <laughs> on the night of my birthday, I think everybody got really drunk that night. Han, I believe that you vomited off your balcony the next day guilty and googled can someone die from a hangover (laughs) I literally I projectiled off my front veranda and I the next day I literally googled can you die from a hangover can you I don't think so can't confirm um ate a whole packet of plain rosemary crackers and came back she's back bounced back She's back. Did come that morning to see you guys for breakfast and then the hangover hit me at like I remember. midday. It was, it was genuinely horrific. Delayed reaction. I also got absolutely rip-rolling drunk. It doesn't take much for me because I'm a lightweight, but I was shit-faced. And my friend and I 
we had had a lot of tension for maybe years or maybe that's just me saying it. I had a massive crush on him and I had actually told you girls that I had had a huge crush on him for a long time and it ended up happening and yes. we just had absolutely – we were so drunk. It was really embarrassing now I look at it but, I mean, what are you going to do? We were in a public place. We're at this pub in Melbourne and we were in the corner absolutely macking on like a couple of randy teenagers. I lost an earring. Um, it was sort of like all this tension just exploded. So I don't really remember much from that night or really seeing anybody because I think I spent the entire time dry humping him in a public place. You did. Sorry. Sorry, Mum. Correct. <laughs> Jill's booking a therapy session at the moment. I know. She said she needed to book a therapy <laughs> session from the last one. This one's going to be worse. So we ended up doing the deed. That was, I mean, it was fantastic. We kept doing the deed a few times and then... Uh, he gives me a call one day and he said, okay. I said, yes. And he goes, when was the last time you were tested? I said, what do you mean? <gasps> Meanwhile, I am thinking, I have not, I used a condom with that Scottish guy. I was like, oh my God. So it, it turns out he had gonorrhea and... I'm thinking... This is your friend. This is my friend. And we, we haven't actually said his yeah. his name. He requested to be called Jack. And I said, why do you need to be called Jack? And he said, because I called you to tell you that I had gonorrhea from the Hungry Jack's car park. Because I needed <laughs> a whopper after having a whopper needle in my ass. <laughs> Hungry Jack. <laughs> Hungry Jack. So... I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm probably infertile because I couldn't remember the last person that I would have had sex with without a condom. would have been, like, months and months. So I go to my doctor, my lovely little doctor, who really bears with me, and I'm <laughs> in hysterical tears. Like, I just <laughs> completely lost it. I'm like, oh, And he says, okay, stop. He's very lovely and gentle. And he goes, Stop. He said, have you got any symptoms? I said, no, I do, with my friend. I slept with my best friend and now he's got gonorrhea. And he said, okay, Kate. He said, I'm going to say something. Sometimes people lie. And I said, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay. And he goes, we'll do the test. So we did like blood tests. We did um, pap, like pap smear. And I had a lovely support nurse, Nurse Sal, by my side, just coaching me through that. And she was like, babe, you are doing so well. And I was like, oh, no, Sal. This is the sweetest doctor surgery ever. I go there as well. And honestly, shout out to Star Health in Paran because they are just divine, aren't they, Katie? They're lovely. They are divine. They're so supportive. And so he's lovely. He was like, everything's looking good down here. Thanks. <laughs> and <laughs> I come back and I call Hungry Jack and I said, is there a chance that you have slept with somebody else? Now, he had come out of a long-term relationship not long before and he said, absolutely not. It was just my, you know, ex-girlfriend and, and I'm thinking, okay, you bastard, you better not be lying to me. And I go back, my tests come back negative. Great. Yeah. I rang Hungry Jack straight away and I laid into him and I was like, you are the... Oh, you're a liar. I cannot believe you. I thought we were friends. And he said, I swear to God, I swear to God. And so I'm at home and I just start frantically Googling, as you do, Googling your symptoms. 
And you get all these horror stories of people who are like, I had gonorrhea and it came up negative or, you know, I had gonorrhea in my throat. Now, I had never, ever thought about gonorrhea in the throat. I didn't even know that existed. So I went back to my doctor and at this point, he thinks I'm a hypochondriac because I've reacted so severely. (laughs) And I said, I just don't know how I know, but I know it's me. And he's like, okay. He was like, he does all the tests again and he does the throat swab and he said, Kate, if it comes back negative, no more. And I was like, okay, <laughs> no okay, I promise no more. I, no more. No more. I'm addicted <laughs> to having – I've got a friend who's addicted to doing pregnancy tests and I'm, I'm addicted to doing STI tests. So it comes back and I have gonorrhea of the throat. Wow. And you didn't have any symptoms? No symptoms. Nothing. Well, isn't it important, everyone, PSA, go get your STI check. I cannot tell you how many women I spoke to after that who I said I have had gonorrhea of the throat and everybody went, I'm sorry, what? Gonorrhea of the throat? And I was like, gonorrhea of the throat, it's a real thing. We need to clarify where you got it from. I got it from Scottish Highlander because in those few moments that I was doing the duty of trying to like help him out because he was you know having a hard time going downtown not having a hard time (laughs) sorry yeah (laughs) absolutely not having a hard time (laughs) yeah so I text him and he said he tried to deny it at first and then a couple of weeks later I got a text saying yeah actually it was me at least he admitted it in the end Absolutely. And I mean, nobody means to get gonorrhea. No way. Or any STI for that matter. I was horrified, but you know, and you have to get a giant needle in your butt. And at that point I was kind of having an existential crisis. And I said to my doctor, I was like, God, it's a jungle out there. I said, you try and be safe and then you catch gonorrhea anyway. And he's like, I know, (laughs) I know. Oh dear. Oh dear. So that really sent me over the edge. And that's where we're going to leave it. On that note. Yeah, that's where we're going to leave it. <gasps> dot, dot, dot. Cliffhanger. cliffhanger. <laughs> We've got many more to come, but we, we really needed to, yeah, we needed to get to that point. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, Kate's, she's at rock bottom with a needle in her bottom. <laughs> <At rock bottom>. <laughs> <laughs> so to some interesting things that relate to cock blocking in the news. Yes. This week, we have discovered that... Tinder, which normally obviously lets you know people and where they are in your radius, Mm. um, in your area, it has waived its um, usual border blocking feature and now you can take your passport and you can date somebody anywhere in the world. Open the borders. There we go. I could find a little overseas love. But we thought that might be of interest to our listeners. So if anybody's um, keen to have a look on their Tinder app and see that that feature has changed, go for it. Yeah. Um, We also had a few people recommending the app called Field, Mm. F-E-E-L-D, and it was actually previously called Thrinder, but we're told that it's not just an app for threesomes. So it's, um, this is a little, a little grab from the app store, but it's called Dating for Humans. Field is a digital dating space where you can explore your desires. An alternative dating platform for couples and singles that is open to all genders and sexual identities. Field is one of the largest open-minded communities worldwide. Chat, connect, sext, find your humans anywhere in the world. So they have features like quarantine, remote threesomes and sext bunker. So that sounds very interesting. I clearly have enough trouble with twosomes, let alone threesomes. 
<laughs> I think that's quite cool. I mean, same. Yeah. We had one very concerned person um, recommend it because they were worried about my choice in partners and they said maybe you'll be able to find some more sex positive people out there. <laughs> so thank you for that, guys. Also in the news um, that uh, there's a little bit of concern that the world could run out of condoms and that the coronavirus is to blame. Um, one of the biggest manufacturers of condoms had to close down for a period of time and they've opened up again but with half their staff force. So um, this particular company makes one in five of every condom uh worldwide and so um we might be i've been seeing some of the photos in other countries in the world where they are there are none on the shelf um which might oh damn i mean less so affecting people who are single and unable to meet people but definitely going to be affecting many couples who actually are doing the deed at the moment i have seen a lot of people say that uh at the end of all this we're either going to have a lot of divorces or a lot of babies oh i feel like both yeah very true. <laughs> I've got a packet that Han gave me for my 30th that are still unopened. <laughs> Check the expiry though, Katie, because they do expire. Oh, that'll be the next thing, won't it? You'll Here we go. We'll have a <laughs> podcast in months' time when we're out of this where Kate's used off condoms. <laughs> now pregnant. <laughs> That's nearly two years ago. That's a whole new pivot, guys. That's a whole new pivot. <laughs> That's a whole new pivot. <laughs> a, new, a whole new podcast. That would happen to me. Oh, dear. Okay, so we've got some great stories as well. Yeah, we've been hearing from people who have been uh, pivoting. Their romance has been pivoting in COVID-19. I had a friend who contacted me. Uh, He will remain unnamed, but he started dating a girl or they went out for one date on a Friday. They hooked up on a Saturday. By Monday, quarantine hit. And so they've decided to effectively quarantine together. So they've just accelerated that relationship tenfold and they're now in quarantine together. Big call. So third date is now four weeks in. <laughs> four weeks in. They're a month in. Yeah, they're a month in. They're in America. So. And how's it going? Apparently great. He said that <laughs> they just get drunk together a lot. And she says, I know everything about you except we've actually done nothing to get, like, no out outside activities really I'm very intrigued I'd like to um, have updates from this person as to how this progresses oh absolutely I said that to him too I was like you're gonna have to keep me updating because you're either gonna marry each other at the end of it or kill each other true I could think of nothing worse than quarantining with somebody that I didn't know that well or like a really new person it's a lot of pressure and we've also had a lovely listener get in touch and send us a bit of a voice memo about his recent experience Hi, ladies. I thought I would just message in and share with you my own personal corona dating story. I loved the first episode and I can't wait to hear more. So this guy and I matched on Tinder nearly a year and a half ago and then again last year in December. I actually forgot that. But he slid into my DMs uh, about five, six days ago and we started chatting back and forth and he seemed really lovely and... Uh, he's not only my type, normally I kind of go after emotionally unavailable, stable, no career prospects, uh, those type of things. Um, but he's really lovely and everything. And we were chatting and he said, why don't we ask each other 10 questions? Like all, all bets are off. And I was like, sure. And it was really cool. I did mine. And then he was answering mine and he said, do you want a video chat? And fast forward like three and a half hours later, we finished our first video chat. 
And then the next night we had another huge video chat and chatted through everything, literature, films, travel, food, everything. Um, and he sent me homework to do tonight, which is to write a list of things that I love to share because he did it yesterday. And we're having another FaceTime date tonight. It's going really well. So I'm actually loving it because I feel no one is, well, I mean, he and I aren't censoring anything. We're kind of just all up front and on the table because there's no, so to speak, pussyfooting around. Uh, you know, quote Lauren McKenna, the, if you don't know, if in the first minute, the first 60 seconds, um, but then, on the other hand, I had another guy slide into my DMs, and he asked me to send him a video of me pissing, because he's into piss play, which is no shame in that, but personally not my cup of tea, and I'm not sure how that's going to work during the uh, corona uh, virus times. But I will definitely keep you posted on 10 questions, and I can't wait to hear more about the episodes. All my love. Mwah. I love that. Very sweet. <laughs> Very sweet. Except for the end part. <laughs> yeah, except for the empire. But I love this 10 questions game. I think that could be a really nice one to get to know someone over video chat. I love that you love that one, lol. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to say, like, look, everybody has their kinks or whatever they're into, but it would be, I think starting a message with that is um, is pretty full on. Like, it's a lot It's a lot to ask. It's a bold choice for an opener. It is a bold choice. Whatever you're into, but again, just ease into just it. Just ease into it. I think... Um, just speaking of kinks, I must just mention about how this week I found um, myself on a – not myself as in I was looking at it, but I discovered that I am <laughs> listed on a foot fetish website. I die oh, for that. That's right. I die. How did you find this out? Did you just – were you just Googling yourself for an ISO task? <laughs> no, a, um, a series that I um, am a part of was advertised on television the other night and I wanted to see the ad because I didn't see it and I hadn't seen any of the footage and so I was looking that up. And in doing so, um, yeah, I came across myself on another website <laughs> where people had <laughs> taken images of me where I was in open-toed shoes – and were rating my feet. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, some people said mine are bad. Unbelievable. Or okay or, or beautiful. But I've got four out of five stars. So Oh, good. You know, but, yeah, everyone everyone has their kinks. I'm deciding to laugh about it because otherwise I just feel quite weird. Way too weird that you're on wiki feet. You do have delightful <laughs> feet. They're always well manicured. Oh, God, Kate, I think you're being very kind. <laughs> And we do have another last lovely thing that, um, Lolly, I'll hand over to you for. We do. We have a beautiful friend of the podcast, Mon, whose beautiful fiancé, Ruby, is actually in quarantine at the moment. So she was on a cruise ship floating in the middle of the Caribbean and she's now back in Brisbane and quarantining in a hotel. And this is a lovely poem that Mon has written for Ruby. My love, my ruby boo, corona has taken me away from you. You'll be at day 13 of hotel government quarantine once this poem is read aloud on this podcast for everyone to stream. I FaceTime you for endless hours and I've sent you a bunch of flowers. How can I slay the dragon who is keeping you locked up in these towers? Breakfast, lunch and dinner is delivered to your door and as nice as that is, I know we'd rather be making love on the bathroom floor. You've committed to 100 burpees every single day, so you'll be walking out of quarantine with the sexiest bootay. The borders could close and they cancel your flight, but I won't stop waiting, because until then, nothing will feel quite right. So here's to you, Ruby, the last day of your fortnight. Come home to me quick. I want my fiancé back in my sight. 
They're bloody cute, those two. Love that. As the hopeless romantic, I love this little shout out, this little love shout out. So if you do have a love that you are currently parted from, please feel free to send in a little romantic love note and we'll read it out. Lolly's love notes. (laughs) Cute. Lol's bringing the romance. She is. I'm bringing the filth and Han's bringing her feet. Oh, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't. Speaking of romance, we do recognise that there are um, couples that are experiencing their own version of, you know, pandemic pivot, being quarantined together and having to find ways to find harmony and peace in their time together. So we wanted to ask our listeners (laughs) to write in with us. If you're in a couple and you're stuck quarantining together or you've got a bit of an ISO buddy, maybe it's a housemate or it's complicated or whatever it happens to be, but what is irrationally irritating you in your situation at the moment? Because, you know, tensions do run high. It's not a normal situation. I think for me the thing I'm struggling with is Connor and I, like when our energies are really different, So, like, you know, he'll be in, like, a really silly mood and I've, like, just, like, tried to get myself into, like, a meditative state. Mm. Yes. And, for example, he has this, like, really uncanny ability to fart on pitch. Like, it's really amazing. It is. It's actually quite (laughs) incredible. And when you're hearing that, like, you know, once a day or once every second day, it's pretty funny, but, like, 15 times in a day and it's, like, it's not that funny. Or I've just done, like, a 20-minute meditation and then I'll be, like... I'll just hear him in the bedroom being like, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really... And it's not... It gets old. ...working for me. Let us know what things are annoying you. It is a lot to be with the same person 24-7, whether it be a housemate or a parent or a partner. Yes, so we do actually want to shout out to those who have had to move home to mum and dad's because that must be... (laughs) That must be interesting. I mean, obviously, super, super grateful for all the incredible mums and dads out there having their babies home. We have some friends who are having the best time ever. Like, it's honestly looks like a resort. Um, but I can imagine that any singles out there who are living at home, it must be really hard to try to pivot your dating life when mum's yelling out that chicken casserole's ready. Yeah, you're just like, you're trying to set up your webcam and your mum's like, darling, knock, knock. Like, it's not um, <laughs> probably <laughs> ideal circumstances for you. So we we do recognise that you are potentially ex- experiencing a serious <laughs> pock block by corona. <laughs> oh, dear. What's annoying you, lol? You haven't said. Uh, look, Carl's our, our producer, but it's not really that. It's more just little things. I haven't really... <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Oh, there's this one stupid thing that he does when he doesn't um, readjust the shower. (laughs) Like there's two settings on the shower and I just hate it when it's not back to the original setting. But that's such a silly thing. We're doing quite well. I think that that matching energies (laughs) thing is is a challenge that we have in our normal life Mm. anyway, to be honest. So, no, he's actually being so amazing looking after me as this very, very pregnant lady. So, um, yes, no, he's, he's being amazing. But there are just little, little tiny things that really do get under your skin when you're just together all the time. We must announce our decision about uh, what dating app Kate is going to sign up for. I think Bumble's good. I like Bumble. I mean, it's no surprise, really. You seemed quite positive about that last week. And this is a baby step because, you know, you haven't really been into the apps before. So I'm... Yeah. Not yet going to push you into the ones that you don't necessarily want to do. We can start with one that you are interested in before we get too bossy. (laughs) I could probably stretch it to Tinder as well. So there was 
a man that a friend introduced me to and he did drop into my Instagram DMs and he quite liked the last podcast. This was a worry. A a few people have said to me and my mum has said, you leave nothing on the table. Men are going to be terrified to date you after this because you've let so much out and you're a little (laughs) terrifying. And he enjoyed it and so... Maybe he's a winner. Maybe he could be my first live date. I love it. I think candor is really attractive. So if there are men out there who feel like they can handle you, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we need we need someone to be your match. Like that's what we're looking for. We need you to meet your match, you know. So if they're kind of already liking what they're hearing, bring it on. And I do need somebody who's okay. Yeah, I don't want anyone for you that you've got to squash that part of you. Maybe this is the time where I'm just fully authentically myself warts and all and you know if you're not a man that's going to appreciate that and you want a little perfect quiet you nothing not that there's anything wrong with being quiet but you know perfection more it is I think that's the thing someone who will love you for you that's what we're after absolutely so drop into the dms if you're that guy and we'll go on a live insta date so maybe him i'll i'll drop it on him and see what he says sounds like he could be game he could be i'm very intrigued he could be so we will be signing kate up for a uh dating app in our next episode we'll be making her a profile on bumble and potentially tinder as well but in the meantime if uh you have somebody that you think is an eligible bachelor if you could hashtag get kate a date we would be most uh excited by this continue to get in touch with us we love hearing from you we love hearing your feedback tell us your romance pandemic pivot stories uh we just love hearing from our listeners so if you want to get in touch it's at cblocked podcast on instagram or cblockpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email i think what would be a fun idea is if we put up pictures on our instagram stories and you guys can vote on them the ones that i should use on my dating app profile i love that this is great yes please get involved and help us so we know what images to choose for making her profile in the next app So thank you so much for joining us for the second episode of Cough Blocked by Corona. We have loved hearing from you guys and putting this together for you. We're having a blast, so please join us next time. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.